I want you to take a really deep breath before we talk and have a conversation in this podcast. Um, And I really want you to think about the air that you're breathing, not what it's composed of, not quite yet, but just take a deep breath in gratitude. Let's do that again one more time. That feels so good. It feels so good. All right, so... With that fresh breath, you know, air is so important. And the fact that we breathe this in, <laughs> um, you really want to consider the quality of the air that you're breathing in. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about ways that you can utilize different plants to make your living environment less toxic. Hello, plant lovers. Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with a Silly Herbs and Botanica. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine, a spotlight for African botanicals, and to empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, please visit backtosilly.com. Before we talk about herbs, I want you to guess the spotlighted class of herbs that we're going to talk about today. There's one in particular in regards to um, reducing the amount of toxins that are in your surroundings. Um, But before we get into that, I really want to talk about the chemistry behind it. And um, in a previous episode, we talked about in depth, you know, the pharmacology of plants and how their constitutes are broken down according to the chemistry of the plant. So there's a lot of oids and enes, right? (laughs) And acids, essentially. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the suffixes of these compounds. And there's one compound in particular, um, the terpenes or terpenoids, these hydrocarbons. Um, And even just looking at it, the fact that it's just carbons and hydrogens rearranged in numerous ways to make up different, you know, subclasses of terpenoids. That if you just, if you just look at that alone, that really tells you how old and complex this energy of the or not energy this technology of the plant and how long it's really been around for research has even suggested that this compound terpenoid has existed even before the origin of plants which is kind of crazy to think about it's been here since the beginning and research even currently right now they've really been digging into it Um, For example, you know, in the CBD industry, terpenoids are huge. And rightfully so, you know, they have a lot of um, functions in regards to, you know, both the plant. um, Because, you know, the plant has its own uh, biology going on that it has to (laughs) do its own things, right? So, you know, the terpenoids in regards to the plant, you know, it helps in regards to... um, 
the plant's phytohormones, the way it moderates its proteins and antioxidants and other processes within the plant. And then when you apply it to other biological species like humans, then there's a whole another layer of <laughs> chemical activity that goes on. So, um, yeah, terpenoids, they're pretty cool. Now, um, terpenoids, they have multiple applications. So we see that, of course, in the plant kingdom. And then when applied to humans, we've been experimenting with this for a really long time, you know, from carving different um, sculptures made out of terpenoid-rich substances like resins, um, applying these resins to preserve certain foods, and then even, you know, tincturing and experimenting with flavors in regards to terpenoids, because terpenoids um, are a huge part in regards to the aromatics um, of a plant. So, and then, so not only humans too, but also with um, the economic industry. So in regards to trees and manufacturing trees and, um, yeah. So that's terpenoids. I really might make an entire episode <laughs> just about terpenes. <laughs> but anyways, before I go into a um, rabbit hole about terpenes, let's talk about the class of plants that are really rich in these terpenoids. And those classes of plants include citruses and mint, mints. Um, specifically, of course, there are more, but those two kinds of plants have a huge, like an abundant amount of terpenes in it. So, for example, uh, bergamot. Um, also, flowering, anything that has flowering activity going on. Um, yeah, so bergamot, um, rosemary, cannabis, which I men mentioned earlier, neem. Who doesn't love neem oil? It has so many different applications. Um, neem oil, foxglove. Foxglove is beautiful to look at. Um, so those are just a few that are really high in terpenes. So knowing this, applying this to your house. Now, before I even talk about the herbs in regards to a non-toxic environment, let's talk about how you can promote that environment before including herbs. So it's the essentials, right? Making sure you change your filter every month. That's important. You don't want to have a raggedy ass <laughs> filter in your house. Um... And then, um, you know, making sure your fixtures are clean, um, dusting areas that tend to accumulate dust, wiping those down. Um, what else am I missing? That's generally it for non-toxic living. Of course, um, making sure you're catching any water exposure if there is any, you know, leaks from the faucet um, because that can inhibit or um, foster an environment that that mold really <laughs> thrives in so that's really the basis of having a quote-unquote non-toxic environment is just to have an environment to where those microorganisms don't thrive that's really all it is because they're going to be in your environment it's just mitigating to the amount to which they're 
in your space, if that makes sense. So there's that component to non-toxic living. And then also in regards to your body, making sure that you are filtering out toxins properly. That's also very important. So making sure you're breathing, uh, which is why we started this episode specifically with deep breaths. Um, so that, you know, cause deep breathing, I did a whole email. <laughs> I did an, an entire email about breathing because it's so important. It has so many vital components and different actions in the body. So for example, it just, you know, in regards to the nervous system, it really excites it and gets it moving and flowing flow. Of course, it also corresponds to the circulatory system, making sure blood and oxygen is moving. So there's that aspect. Um, other ways to make sure you're filtering out toxins. I know <laughs> um, back home, um, people really, they're the, in the mountains. There are hot springs. Um, and these hot springs people go to, of course, because, you know, it's relaxing. But being in... An environment where there's heat that heat of course causes you to sweat and with that sweat in there the sweat carries out of course there's water and sweat and salts but it also carries out toxins that are that tend to get trapped especially in the lymphatic system so making sure you're sweating I know cultures around the world have their own sweating techniques when I used to live in Europe um, Russians and Germans there were adamant about going to the sauna. It's it's important. And because it's cross, you know, it goes across many cultures. Um it is it's a testament really to how important um sweating is. So that's a form of um managing, you know, the toxin um toxins in your body. Um, as well as making sure whatever you're ingesting has, um, you know, a minimal amount of toxins and also what you're applying as well in regards to cosmetics. So that's really the fundamentals. Now, of course, you can incorporate herbs as an herbalist. I always suggest this <laughs> because plants, um, yeah, plants are amazing. So I know for me personally, so there are different ways that you can do this. Um, so for example, um, if you make a cup of tea, you know, in the morning, I personally love having like a tea with a lemon, um, infusion or even rosemary. And sometimes I'll save a little bit to add it to my floor cleaning mixture or my spray. I have a certain spray mixture that I'll go around the house with specifically for just the air, um, the throw pillows and the curtains that I'll use around the house. Um, so that's a way, you know, making sure um, or not making sure, but incorporating herbs into your air, you can do that. Um, of course, plants, well, that's an iffy subject. I know research has shown that house plants don't really have an effect on the air quality in your home, unfortunately. I know they look nice and it's a great, it's a great, um, <laughs> it's a great argument, but research debunks that. But anyways, um, so that's one way you can do it. Um, and then incorporating it into your cleaning. So not only using them. So for example, like extracting it with hot water. Um, that's probably the easiest way to do it. If you want, you can also incorporate essential oils into your 
environment, uh, whether it's via a diffuser, um, in, in incorporating it into different cleaning solutions that you have at home. Um, yeah. So those are the main two ways to utilize herbs in your environment. All right. So I want to hear from you guys. How do you incorporate plants into your cleaning routine? I wouldn't really say cleaning, but just really to enhance the quality of your environment. Let me know either on Instagram or Facebook at a silly herbs. I love, love to hear from you all. I always do. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I will check you all next Thursday. Bye for now.